the children around you have them, maybe you could share if we need it. We should have enough crayons, and so... So is everybody all ready for Christmas? Lights strung, trees up. You've done all your Christmas shopping, right? Anybody still got to do some shopping? Me included, yes. <laughs> Who's going to wait till like the 24th? <laughs> yes. As the ushers are uh, passing this around, parents, feel free, if, if your kids are getting uh, fidgety or fussy, um, feel free to revisit the, the food table over there, get them some other drinks. Whatever you need to do is, is fine with us. And so you can uh, move around if you need to. We appreciate everybody just, you know, having a good time. So... Alright, let me, let me lead us in a word of prayer, and ushers are going to continue to pass those around, but let's, let's pray together. God, we thank you for this time. Thank you so much for Christmas, and that this is the season that we remember, the birth of your Son, Lord. We're so grateful, Lord, that you chose to send your Son to this earth, Lord, to bring us hope, and to bring us meaning and purpose in our lives. God, thank you that, um, that every year, God, we're able to remember this, and to hopefully really center our minds and our lives around, uh, around you, things that really matter for all eternity. Lord, we pray that amidst all the busyness of the season and the, just the craziness of our schedules, Lord, we pray that we wouldn't miss the things that are most important in this season, Lord. Help us, Lord, to remember you, and Lord, help us to celebrate you this Christmas season. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, Christmas is truly here, and, uh, but much of the world... In much of the world, just so you all know, this message is going to be pretty brief, because I realize we have all these kids, and they're probably not going to be paying much attention, hence the coloring books. So, uh, but through much of world history, like through the last 5,500 years, there's actually been not peace, but lots of chaos in our world. Um, in the last 5,500 years, there's about 15,000 known wars that have been recorded and we human beings, we don't seem to be very good at getting along with others. We have a real hard time living at pace with each other. We have a hard time cooperating with each other. We're much, really, we're much better at disagreeing, fighting, and struggling in life. And uh, the world, we actually really need reconciliation. Reconciliation is the restoration or the return of peace. And it's in Christmas time that we kind of remember... This, this idea of peace, because it comes up a lot. We sung about it. We heard some verses about it. But reconciliation is a time where peace is restored. Peace with God, peace with other people. And reconciliation, it kind of it diffuses conflict. It turns chaos into something that is calm. And, but that whole spirit of reconciliation, the idea of reconciliation, is really in short supply today. It's something that we need more of. Uh, fortunately, and you can follow along briefly if you like, we're just going to look at this for a few minutes, but fortunately, one of the purposes, one of the main purposes of Christmas is reconciliation. God wants to do something in, in our relationship to Him and in our relationship to other people. And the shepherds of Bethlehem, one of the main announcements that they heard by the angel was that Jesus was coming and He would arrive, that the Prince of Peace was planning to, to arrive. 
And there's a verse here, Luke 2.14, one of the more familiar verses in the Bible. It says this, it's up on the screen. It says, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. This is the message that the angels were telling the shepherds. Glory to God. They're saying, praise God in the highest. There's something coming. On earth, peace, goodwill towards men. But as, as a person, or as people, we all see conflict in our, in our world, don't we? There's conflict in families, there's conflict in marriages, there's conflict at work. You know, we go home and as much as we try, just like the rest of homes in our country and in the world, we disagree. But the sad result of all this conflict is that there's damage. There's all this damage debris from broken relationships and hurt. And uh, so when Christmas comes around, we hear all this talk about peace and Jesus is the Prince of Peace. But some of us may not be experiencing that. Some of you here, you may be really in, in deep waters. You might feel like you've got broken relationships. Maybe you feel very distant from God. And, um, so you might be asking questions like, is peace on earth really possible? Is goodwill towards men, that's a nice song, it's a nice verse, but is that really possible? Well, the starting point to peace in our lives is really understanding the two sources of conflict. The first one is this. It's our natural self-centeredness. We all struggle with getting what we want in life. I want what I want. You want what you want. And what that does is that causes a clash in relationships to where we begin to struggle in life and conflict begins to rule rather than peace. Peace. That was... That got attention. How are we doing? Okay, back on. I don't know what happened there, but that was the best peace I'd ever had. (laughs) But the second cause of conflict is this. It's expecting others. This is a thought that we have. This causes a lot of conflict. We expect others to meet needs in our lives that only God can meet. We make demands of others instead of looking to God. So many people destroy relationships because of unrealistic expectation. But the truth is, no human can really meet your needs fully. Only God can do that. That's, that's a job for God alone. And so the Bible recommends asking God instead to restore peace to our lives. Look at this. Philippians chapter 4 says, Do not be anxious about anything. Don't get worked up over everything. But in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God. That peace will transcend all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The truth is and the reality is, is that there will never be peace in the world until there's peace among nations. And there can't be peace among nations until there's really peace in cities and communities. And they really can't have peace in communities until there's peace among families. And, and, you know, we can't even have peace among families until peace comes into our individual lives. What we really need is we need the Prince of Peace to reign in our hearts, to rule in our hearts and in our lives. And Jesus came at Christmas to bring us peace, really three kinds of peace. The first one is this, peace with God. God Jesus came to, to bring us reconciliation with God. Secondly, the peace of God. God wanted to grant us or give us peace in our own lives. In what we do with our lives and how we approach life, He wanted His peace to settle in our lives. Also, He wanted to bring us peace with others. Jesus came to bring us peace with others. You may have never realized that if you're trying to live life your own way instead of God's way, that you're in conflict with God. 
Like you're actually fighting against God. The Bible says this is a universal problem that we all face. Look at Isaiah. Isaiah said, we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us turned to his own and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So even though we've all rebelled, there is still this longing inside each one of us to be at peace with God. We all want to be at peace with Him. People often sense, and you might experience an incompleteness in your life, like feeling like, man, something is missing. I'm longing for something. There's got to be more to life than this. And so what you might be trying to do is remedy that situation by filling your life with relationships or achievements or accomplishments. But what you find out and what many of us find out is that the void remains. The void is still there in our lives. We look for it in other things. But what we need to do, according to Scripture, is we need to be reconciled to God. God wants us to reconcile ourselves to Him. And that's really the message. Look at the message again that the angels told the shepherds in the field. Luke 2.10 says, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. See, nothing can compensate for a broken relationship with God. If you feel distance between you and God, nothing you do on earth, no relationships, no achievements or accomplishments, can fill that gap. But the good news of Christmas is that Jesus Christ was born and He came to bridge the gap that exists between God and all of mankind, between God and all of you and and me. The Bible says this, for if... When we were God's enemies, this is Romans chapter 5, it says, For if when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to Him through the death of His Son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through His life? So how can you, and how can, how can I, as an imperfect person, how can we be reconciled to a perfect God? We're imperfect people. How can we be reconciled to a perfect God? It's not really a matter of bargaining or negotiating. Peace comes through surrender. Peace comes from surrender. Total, unconditional surrender to God begins to grant peace to, well, immediately grants peace to us when we surrender our lives to Him. Another thing is, you admit that God is God and and you are not. This is a hard thing for most of us. This was hard for me. When I finally yielded my life to Christ, I was really fighting that because I wanted to be God of my own life. I wanted to be boss of my life. I didn't want anybody else calling the shots. But I realized that my way wasn't working. And so until we admit that God is God and we're not, we won't find peace. The other thing is you give up the notion that you know more about what's best for you and what will make you happy than your Creator does. You just let that go. You give, you give that up. Why should, you though, why should you surrender to God? Because really there's no way to win the war against Him. We find ourselves at odds and opponents in conflict with God, there's no way to win the war against God. So Jesus offers us His peace. And God, through His Son, Christ, He wants to bring peace, not only between us and our Heavenly Father, but even our earthly relationships. And this is what the angel was proclaiming. This is why the angel was so excited and said, this is good news. Because Jesus' offer was for true peace, lasting peace. For a moment, imagine if you had sacrificed, you saved up a lot of money, and you bought this priceless gift. You gave it to someone, and they never took the time to unwrap it. They never took the time to open it. How would you feel? you feel kind of disappointed. You worked up all this energy. 
Well, it's astounding that so many people have celebrated Christmas every year of their lives without ever having opened the most expensive gift of all. And note, we've been offered this free gift of eternal life. Jesus Christ is God's Christmas gift to you. He's offering it to you freely. In Jesus, your past is forgiven. You get a purpose for living and you get a home in heaven. God makes some amazing promises to us through His Son that He sent to earth. But the name Jesus, actually it means God saves. That's what the word Jesus actually means. It means God saves. And right now, Jesus actually wants to save you. Right now, He would say to you, I can replace your frustration. I can replace the anxiety, the guilt, the shame in your life. I can replace that with forgiveness. Jesus can replace the depression in our lives with hope. He can replace the emptiness, the brokenness in our lives with meaning, with purpose. But one thing He says is, I will not break in to your heart. I will not come in and break down the door of your heart and force myself in. He says to all of us, you've got to invite me in. And that's something we want to extend to you an invitation to be able to invite Christ into your life for the first time if you've never done that. God did not send Jesus to earth to bring us a religion. He sent Jesus to this earth to make a relationship with God possible for all mankind. The band, actually, Cody's going to come up and, and play a little music for us, and the band's going to be coming up in just a few moments. And um, But we really do want to encourage you to not miss the meaning of Christmas. That this is the time that we celebrate the birth of Christ. And like I said, many times we go through this whole season and we don't unwrap this gift of free eternal life, reconciliation with God that He offers through His Son. So this morning we want to invite you to experience the peace and the hope that God offers to us through Jesus. There's a little prayer. You'll see it on your outline. And, you know, oftentimes God... He works in our lives in ways where we just sense He is speaking to us. He's trying to tug us towards Him or draw us towards Him. And if you're here and you've never responded to Him, you have, you're not sure if you have a relationship with Him, or you just sense there is a gap between me and God, um, I would invite you to surrender your life to Him this morning as we, as we celebrate Christmas together. Find the true meaning of Christmas. Discover the purpose that He has to offer you. Take a look at that prayer. If you all would look at that prayer that's in your listening guide. This prayer here expresses what we would say to God to respond to Him. You can pray any number of prayers, but this really covers what the Scripture says it means to be a Christian. And we would like to invite you to experience that this morning. If you're, if you're here and you would, you would like to do that this morning, then in just a moment when I pray, I'd invite you to pray that with me, out loud or silently. Words are going to be up here on the screen. But let's, let's pray together. Dear God, we thank You for sending Your Son, Jesus, so I could get to know You. Thank You for loving me. Thank You for being with me all my life, even when I didn't know it. I realize I need a Savior to set me free from sin, from myself, and from all the habits and hurts that mess up my life. I ask You to forgive me for my sins. I want to turn around and live the way You created me to live. Be the Lord of my life and save me by Your grace. Save me from my sins and save me for Your purpose. I want to learn to love You, to trust You, 
and to become what you made me to be. Thank you for creating me and choosing me to be part of your family. Right now, by faith, I accept the Christmas gift of your son. Fill me with your peace and help me to share this message of peace with others. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you sincerely prayed that prayer, then we want to congratulate you. Welcome to the family of God. Right now, the scripture says that in heaven, the angels rejoice when one person turns their life. We're all walking independent from God. When we turn our lives from our life of sin and turn towards Him, scripture says angels are throwing a party celebrating for us in heaven. And uh, we, we really want to celebrate that with you. If you have decided to follow Christ, we want to be able to share with you how to grow, how to begin to take steps in your new relationship with Christ. So if everybody right now would take out that white connection card, you got it when you came in this morning, and uh, finish filling that out. And in a few moments, the ushers will be coming forward to take our offering. But if you, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, and you said, yeah, I want, I want Christ in my life, then... On the back of that card, it says next steps on the top left. And if you would check the box, the top box, which says this, for the first time, one of the next steps is, for the first time I accepted God's free gift of grace, and I want to know how to grow in my new relationship with Jesus. Because we want to celebrate that with you. We also want to help you take steps to grow. Maybe you check the next box. Consider this one. I have some questions before accepting Christ. I'd like to talk to someone further got people on our staff, people that are leading groups and different ministries that would love to help you process what that would mean to commit your life to Christ. Or maybe you just feel like, this Christmas season I desire to get back on track. I desire to get moving in my relationship with Christ. I'd encourage you to check that. Or the last one, I'd like to share. I plan to share God's Christmas gift of Jesus with someone this week. So the ushers are going to go ahead and come forward right now and receive our offering. If you would, please place that white card in the baskets as they come by. And we want to thank you for your faithful giving. We're so blessed by God. This is such an exciting time for us to celebrate Christmas, but we're so blessed by God all year round. And this, our offering, is really a time to just give back a portion of what He's entrusted to us. Um, Also, Bruce had mentioned about the Give Hope offering. If you're planning to give to that Give Hope offering, Um, which is something we've been encouraging people to consider giving to above and beyond your regular giving, then I would encourage you to to give this week, today if you can. Um, Currently, we have just over $1,300, which is about 16% of our goal. We've got a ways to go. We've got $8,000 goal to do some pretty exciting things, really to make a huge impact, both here in our area and internationally. We're really excited about some of those causes. All of them are very, very worthy causes of what God is doing, how we're partnering with people. Um, we have about about uh, 90 different families. There's about 160, there are probably 175 people here, but we have about 90 different families that attend our church. And to bridge the gap of what we're trying to raise, it really is probably a matter of about $75 a family. And you might be at a point where you're thinking, I really can't do that. I can't squeeze out any more out of my budget. Um, I'd encourage you to go to the Lord and ask Him, what can you give? You might be at a point where you can give much more than than that. You might be able to give for 10 families worth. But um, all of these resources, we're really uh, excited about what they're going to do. We plan to keep you posted in the next few weeks about what comes in. So let's continue in worship.
stand together as we finish out our service this morning. We're going to sing some songs in celebration, so let's, let's make it loud.
Christmas.